Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Before I jump into today's message, come on, give it up for all our people that are listening online. Right now, we have people that listen from all over the world, and we're so honored to have you uh, listening in. And uh, it's, it's amazing to me I'll, to just hear the testimonies and things that God is doing. You know, technology is an amazing, amazing thing. In fact, one, uh, one of the, uh, a few of the people that are being baptized on August 12th are coming from Milwaukee because they watch us online. They consider us their church home. And so they're going to come in and be they're like, hey, I want to be baptized with my church family. And so uh, it's, it's, hey, it's crazy, but it's awesome. So one day we'll have people flying in from like Japan. You never know. It, it'd be, it'll be a really cool thing. And I just believe God's going to do some great things. You ready? You ready? You ready? Come on. A quiet church is a quiet church is a we're not a dead church, right? Come on. Are we a dead church? Are you dead? Are you breathing? Yes. Are you alive? Yes. Are you engaged? Yes. Am I good looking? Yes. yes. I think I tricked y'all into that. But uh, anyways, glad to have you. Uh, before I get into today, uh, we got to get our team from Puerto Rico. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I forgot. And I was like, what are these people doing back here? I got a p- police officer back here. I'm like, I just need extra protection, I guess. So anyways, but uh, you, you know, we, the Bible says to go. Yes. And at, at, at uh, one church, we believe in sending. Yes. We believe in going to the nations. And they're going to go to Puerto Rico to be a part of uh, the hurricane. There's still a lot of work to be done there. And they're going over there to be a part of that. And so we just want to pray over them as a church family and just pray for protection and that God gives them, come on, God-ordained opportunities to tell people about the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus, okay? So if you feel comfortable, stretch your hand out. If you don't, just sit there. Lord, thank you right now for this amazing team that's going. Lord, the, 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 even, even the word of God, your last words was go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lord, right now, Lord, I thank you for this team that's willing to go. Lord, I thank you for this team that sacrificed uh, personal finances so that they could go and help others in need. And Lord, I pray that your blessing be upon them. Lord, I pray that everything they put their hands to will prosper. Lord, I pray right now for your protection, divine protection, Lord, and I pray for divine encounters. Lord, as they're over there, they're going to have opportunities to tell people about love, uh, the love of Jesus, and share people the gospel message with people. Lord, I thank you for everything that they are and everything they're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all are awesome. All right. Now let's do it. You got a Bible. Ephesians 2, 4 through 9. Ephesians 2, 4 through 9. I love this passage of Scripture. It says this, But God who is rich in mercy. How many of you are glad that God is rich in mercy? I don't know about you, but I am glad that God is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Come on, right there in that blank, you could just say me. With which he loved me. Come on, say it with me. With which he loved me, right? Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. 
and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, you're probably sitting here today and you're thinking, man, I'm noticing a theme. Because in worship, we sang about God's grace and God's mercy. And then Pastor Nancy got up here and she talked about God's grace. I'm just telling you right now, God is trying to get some of you a message today. We didn't plan this. They didn't read over my notes. We didn't talk about it beforehand because I keep all my messages a secret because I don't want them stealing it. But, but here's the thing is that we didn't talk about it. Okay. And so God is trying to get you a message and that message is about his grace, his love and his mercy. He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. I'm going to read verse 10. For we are his workmanship. I love that word workmanship. It literally means God's art. That's how much God, it's like you are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, too good to be true. Good. Too good to be true. Have you ever heard about a deal that was too good to be true? Come on. I hear about deals on Facebook every day, and I'm like, really? Come on. It's too good to be true. If you start selling our product, you'll be a millionaire in two months. Really? Then why are you not a millionaire? Is what I always want to ask. Like, right? Too good. It's too good to be true. Sometimes I, I'm kind of a, I'm a skeptical person, right? So I kind of look at things. I'm like, eh, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what have I like. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's really the truth or not. In fact, we hear about deals. Most of us have heard about deals that are too good to be true so often and so many times that there's actually a saying out there that if it sounds too good to be true. It probably is, right? It's probably too good to be true, right? You can't buy a brand new Louis Vuitton for $30. Come on. It's a fake, probably. But, but it's too good to be true. Sometimes it's just like it, there's things out there that you go, man, that's just way too good to be true. You know, uh, when Crystal and I first got married, we were very young. And uh, one day I came home uh, from work to a very excited wife. I mean, she was pumped. She was excited. Uh, she was like, oh my gosh, Brian, you're not going to believe what happened to us today. And I was like, uh, what, we get a check in the mail? Like, come on, like what, what happened? Like something's got to, something's got to. I'm just like, Lord, don't let it be pregnant. You know, that's because that didn't happen today. That happened some other time, but so you are like, it's too good to be true, right? And so I, I was, I was like, what happened, babe? What, like, what, what's going on? Like, what, what, what was it? And she pulls out 
a mailer from a car dealership. And on the mailer was a key. And she's like, guess what? We have a chance to win a brand new car. And I was like, this is the good news? Like, this is seriously, like, this is what you're excited about? Why, why are you excited? I said, babe, this is just a gimmick. It's something to get you through the doors. They're not giving away cars. They're just trying to get you to buy a car. They want to get you in and tell you how good of a deal they have to offer you. That's what they're trying to do. And immediately she started Jesus juking me. And for those of you that don't know what a Jesus juke, you start quoting scripture, right? All of a sudden like, oh yeah? She was like, oh yeah, you a little faith. And I was like... It's a gimmick. And she's like, get behind me, Satan. I'm like, man. God said God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. Well, you're not asking, thinking, or imagine very much because we could win a brand new car with this key. And she just kept on. And finally, I was like, fine. Let's go. Loaded up in the car. Drove 30 minutes down the road to Greenville, Texas. I wouldn't even get out of the car. Go ahead, babe. You go in there and you check out that key. She comes back and she's got her head down. She's like, no, it was just a gimmick. And I was like, I told you so, right? And she goes, well, guess what? If you would have had more faith. How is it always, come on, guys. Y'all stay with me on this. How is it still your fault? Right? It's still your fault. So I was like, what? But, but it's too good to be true. Like, they're not giving away free cars. They're giving, they're giving away chances to win a free car. But that does not mean that you could actually win it. We hear about deals like this all the time. Come on, if you've ever watched an infomercial, there are deals all over the place. For $19.95, your life can forever be changed. This is the product that you need. This is the product that will change your life. Your life is going to become a better uh, version of what it currently is because you buy our product and they're selling something and you kind of look at it and you're like, what? Come on, there's hair in a can. <laughs> you spray, for all you bald guys out there, you spray hair on and they say it looks completely real, completely natural and here's the great thing is if you ever get a little bit of a bald patch, you just spray a little more on and you've got hair for days. And it's one of these things. It's hair in a can. How can this really be a good thing? Come on, I've watched this and as a bald man, I've gone, nope. It's too good to be true. I wish it was that easy, but it's just not. How about this? You want six-pack abs? But want to keep eating your donuts? Don't like working out? Don't have time for it? Don't want to do it? Guess what? We got a product for you. All you have to do is strap this around your waist. And in two, maybe three, four decades, you'll have a six-pack ab, right? You'll have a pair of six-pack abs, and you're going to be amazing and the envy of all your friends, and you have to put in no work to make it happen. Most of us look at that and we go, come on. Some of y'all are like, I own that piece of equipment. (laughs) 
Nobody's faulting you for trying, okay? It's kind of like the elliptical runner that now is a hanger for all your drying clothes. So it's okay. We love you. God's grace is good enough. Okay, so, but, but here's the deal is that we hear these deals so much and so often that we, it just reinforces this, it's too good to be true. If it sounds too good to be true, then it has to be too good to be true. And that's why whenever people hear the real gospel message about that Jesus loves you, that Jesus' grace is big enough for you, that his mercy endures forever, great is his faithfulness, and you begin to, they begin to hear about this message, that, and they go, well, wait, 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 wait a second. You're telling me that Jesus forgives me? You, wait, no, no, let me get this straight. You're trying to tell me that Jesus finished work on the cross has paid for all of my past sins, all my present sins, and all my future sins. You're really trying to sell me that? You're really trying to tell me that? And all of a sudden, they don't believe that that can really happen. They don't believe that that's really the way. Yeah, I know it said in the, in the Bible that we just read, but that can't be the truth because that's too good to be true. And so we start trying to add things. We add things to it to try to make it seem like, okay, well, I can earn God's grace. I can earn God's mercy. I can earn God's forgiveness if I just do. And we begin to add different things to it to, to try and make it seem like we're doing something to earn God's grace. There's, a, there's a, uh, a place in Mexico that you can go to and the streets are paved with blood. They have blood uh, stained with blood all up and down this going to a church because people crawl on their hands and knees for miles to church. So, because, and here's the thing. They hope that they can earn God's forgiveness and they can earn God's favor. So for miles, they will crawl on their hands and knees to get to church. There's people out there that they will actually take whips and whip themselves over the back if they've done something wrong or they make a mistake. And it depends on how big the mistake was, how much the failure was, is how long you have to beat yourself and whip yourself. Now, here's the deal, is that I don't think most of you in this room have done any of these things. You're probably not... You did not crawl here on your hands and knees. You didn't, you didn't come in here on your hands and knees and come, thank God that the sidewalk isn't paved, have stained with blood. Because here's the deal is that you're not thinking, well, that's not something that I have to do. Most of you aren't beating yourself before you come to church to try to earn God's forgiveness. But the truth is, a lot of you are beating yourself up every day for something that you did last night, for something that you did last week, for something that you did a month ago. For some of you, it's something that you did in high school. And there's Christians all across America and Christians sitting right here in this room that you're not living up to your full potential in who Christ has said you are because you're carrying a weight of sin that God has never intended for you to carry. God never meant for you to carry And you think this, that I have to do something to earn God's grace. I have to do something to earn God's forgiveness. It's something that I have to do. Can I tell you this? That Jesus and Jesus alone 
And the finished work of what Jesus did on the cross is what gets you God's grace and God's mercy and forgiveness. There's nothing else that you can do to earn God. It's not Jesus plus religion. It's not Jesus plus Hail Marys. It's not Jesus plus behave yourself. It's not Jesus plus give enough. It's not Jesus plus anything else. It's Jesus plus nothing. Earns me God's grace. Earns me God's mercy. Earns me God's favor. Earns me redemption. Earns me salvation. Come on, I can. Earns me hope. Come on, it earns me God's love. It's not me in the equation. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. And can I tell you something? That if you're here today and you're thinking, no, you don't... It's more than that. I have to do more than that. I have to add something to it. See, people want to make it more complicated than it really is. I had a lady that came to church one Sunday. She walked out. I said, hey, how'd you like the service? I hated it. It's like, well, I hate you. I didn't say that. I thought it, but I didn't I was like, really? I didn't think it was that bad. She goes, no, you don't understand. I like to feel the weight of my sin when I walk out these doors. I don't need to hear about grace and mercy. I need to know how much I've messed up and how much God doesn't love me. Because then I can go out and I can actually... No, here's the thing. is that If you want a message like that, you've come to the wrong place. Because I can't find the message of that in, in the gospel. I can't find that. I, I can find a scripture and a passage of scripture where a woman caught in the very act of adultery was brought to Jesus' feet, naked, drug in. And Jesus said, I don't condemn you. I don't throw rocks at you. I'm not here to, I, here, rise up, go and sin no more. That is grace. That is mercy. That is love. You don't understand. I can find it over and over and over again in the Bible where Jesus did something great with grace. Mercy. And love. See, it's not Jesus plus something else. It's Jesus plus nothing else. Maybe you're here today and you go, I know this. I, I absolutely know everything about this. I know about God's grace. I know about God's mercy. I know, I know about it. Well, here's a message for you today. Revelations twenty two seventeen. We're going to read this again in a little bit. It says this, the spirit and the bride say, come on, say it with me. Come and let the one who hears say, Let the one who hears say, come. That means this, that when you've heard about God's grace, when you've heard about God's mercy, when you've heard about God's love, you have an obligation. Meaning this, that you walk out these doors and you don't keep this message to yourself. You echo the message that you heard. And to the people that are hurting in your office and hurting in your family and hurting at the grocery store, you echo the grace and the mercy and the truth that Jesus loves you just the way you are. There's nothing that you can add to it. There's nothing that you can do do for it. You have to know this, that Jesus, plus nothing else, gets you God's grace. Gets you God's forgiveness. The message of the gospel is way too good not to share. 
I, I love sharing this gospel because it really is that good. It really, it's not too good to be true. I mean, we don't deserve it, but the truth is, is that God gave it. And I get to tell people about how good this is. I get to tell people about how awesome his mercy really is. So you need to know this about grace. I'm going to give you a couple things and I'm going to end. The first thing about grace that you need to know is grace has you covered. It has you covered. In 1 John 1, 9, it says this, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us from all unrighteousness. Have you ever been to a restaurant and as soon as you pulled up to the restaurant, you knew it was way too expensive for you? Chris and I had this happen. Uh, We had a friend that lied to us and told us uh, that a place wasn't very expensive. And apparently my friend was very rich. <laughs> so, and what was, you, you, know it's, you know this place is going to be expensive when you pull up and it's valet parking only. only. Come on. Like they've even got money from you before you get in the restaurant. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and what was, what was so great about this is that we pull up and we had a completely totaled out from hell damage Honda Civic. I'm talking about like, I mean, it is covered in hell damage. And we bought it back because we needed a car. And we pull up and it's valet only. And I'm like, yeah, park it next to the Bentley. Take care of it, okay? Hey, don't put any more dents in it. I counted every one. Like, like you, you, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. Well, I, when we were younger, it, I, I got taken to a restaurant and we pulled up and I had this sinking feeling because I knew that this place was way more than I could afford. Like, it was, it, it was, it was going to be way outside of my price range. It was expensive. When I went into the bathroom, there was a guy handing me towels. Like, if they can afford a guy to hand me a, a towel in the bathroom, come on. And they, they're real washed, like real cloth, right? Not paper towels. Like, this is, a, this is a high-end place. And I'm like, oh, man, what have we gotten ourselves into? Some people invited us to come and so I'm sitting there and I'm like a little bit nervous, like, oh man, what are we going to do? Like this is, and so, you know, it's, we're going to just eat bread and water. Like, babe, bread and water, that's it. That's all we can do. Maybe we'll split an appetizer because that's more than most of our meals. And, and, and then you start telling people like, uh, not very hungry. <laughs> kind of had a late lunch. <laughs> not real hungry, so, because you're looking at the menu like, Lord Jesus, no, <laughs> cannot do this. There's no way that we can do this. And so you start telling people and then, and then you're like, yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's, and you know that as soon as you get out of there, you're going to destroy some Taco Bell. <laughs> you're pulling through the drive through at Taco Bell. You're going to buy $10 worth of food that will feed you for two days. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. And, and you're like, Yes. Well, I found myself in this situation, and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like, oh, my Lord Jesus. How much do they want for steak? What is market price? 
Like if it says market price, you don't know what their market is, right? I'm like, what? So I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my gosh. And in that moment, I am feeling completely out of place. I know that I shouldn't be in the restaurant. And I certainly know that I shouldn't be at the table. And I'm thinking, I, this guy that brought me here thinks a lot more of me than I know that I'm worth. I'm not, I can't do this. Like, it is too expensive. And there was two words that this person said to me that changed everything. They're looking at the menu. And he just kind of leans over and he says, oh, by the way, I'm paying. That changes everything. You're paying. This is a reasonably priced steak. I had no idea. How are they even making money on this? This is ridiculous. I, this is so, like all of a sudden you become ravenously hungry and I'm going to take an appetizer and yeah, let's do some of this and let's save room for dessert because that looks amazing. All of a sudden it changes everything. And now then I didn't feel out of place because I knew that somebody across from me was paying. I knew that somebody across from me was buying it all and I didn't have to feel out of place. And maybe you came into church today and you feel out of place you feel like you don't belong here you feel like you don't deserve God's grace take a look around because none of us deserve God's grace we're at the table because Jesus paid it all his grace is bigger than your sin his grace is bigger than your mistake his grace is bigger than your failure why are they so excited because he that's been forgiven much Knows what it's like. You're getting me all fired up. Grace has you covered. It has you covered. It, It takes care of the bill. You owe nothing. You are free from everything. You're you're forgiven of the mistakes that you made. That's how good grace is. Well, Brian, are you just telling me that I can live however I want? No. Why do people always go there? Grace empowers you to live righteously, not to live how you want. Grace picks you up when you fail. Grace picks you up when you fall short. And what it's doing is it's telling you this, Jimmy, you're better than this. You, you, you don't understand what I've called you to. You don't understand what's on the inside of you. You don't understand the gifts that's there. You don't need to live this way because that way will take you down the wrong path and will, you'll never reach the full destiny that I have for you. See, that's what grace calls you to live righteously, not to live how you feel like living. I've had people come up and say, well, I, I, grace is good enough. I'm going to do all, everything and anything I want to do. And I know... I always tell people this, I question if you're saved. And the only reason I say that is because I don't want to do that. That does not mean I don't mess up. But it's not like I'm sitting around going, yes, let's sin, let's make mistakes. I hope y'all pray that y'all hope that your pastor isn't doing that. But when I fall short. I can come and say, God, forgive me. Yes. Yes. And grace picks me up. Yes. 
And it dusts me off. It sets me at the table. Not because I deserve to be there. Because Jesus has paid the price for me to be there. Second thing you need to know about grace. Man, I got to land this plane. Grace is an invitation. Grace is an invitation. I love this. Again, Revelation 22, 17. It says, the spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears, come on, say it with me. Say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. Luke 14, 23, it says this. Then the master told the servant, go to the roads and the county lanes and compel them to come in. So that my house may be full, right? That's what the Bible says. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this. Come to me. All. Not a few. Not some. All who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Now I want you to know something right here. It doesn't ask how you got weary. It doesn't ask, well, what'd you do to get weary? Oh, you did that? Well, no, you can't come. What'd you do to get burdened? Oh, you did that? (laughs) Sorry, this gospel isn't for you. It doesn't ask how you got weary. It doesn't ask how you got burdened. It doesn't ask any of those questions. But what it does say is, if you are weary, if you are burdened, You can come to me and I will give you rest. If you had an abortion, come. If you cheated on your spouse, you can come. If you cheated on your taxes, you can come. Huh? I don't understand. The Bible says this. You can come no matter what your background. If you're broken, you can come. If you've fallen short, you can come. If you're still hungover from last night and my voice is annoying you, you can come. There's no catch. There's nothing you do to earn it. There's nothing you do to deserve it. There's no catch. It's an invitation to come. It's an invitation to all. The cross was never designed to represent a barrier to keep you out. The cross has always been an invitation to let you in. It's always been an invitation. It's always an invitation. You can come. You've been carrying something for so long, you can come. You've been trying to pay for a sin that you committed that you feel so bad about, you can come. You've walked away from Jesus, you can come. You're not living the way you, you know you're supposed to, you can come. Grace has you covered. Grace is an invitation. Hebrews 4.16 says this, let us come. Come on, there that word is again. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may find help and 
mercy, or I'm sorry, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help as long as we got it all together. As long as you've given enough. As long as you served enough. As long as you behaved enough. No. We may obtain mercy and find grace to help when I need it. You know when I need grace? You know when I need mercy? When I've fallen short. When I messed up. When I did that thing again. Really? I messed up again. You know what? Everything is telling you stay away. But Jesus is saying come. Come to me all. You can come to me. Come boldly into my throne of grace. You can come to find mercy. Help when you need it the most. That's the gospel. That's the message of grace. That's the finished work of the cross. He loves you so much, friend. He cares so much for you. He has such amazing plans for you. And he invites you to come. With every head bowed and every eye closed. No one's looking around. First person I want to talk to is the person that's been carrying the weight. You've been carrying a weight and a heaviness for a long time. And you thought it's too big of a mistake for me to have ask God to forgive me. It's too big. Can I tell you, friend, today, it's time to let that go. It's time to release that burden. It's time to accept God's grace, God's mercy, and God's forgiveness. Because you have so much potential and He's calling you to more. It's time to lay it down. You say, Brian, that's totally me. Right now, Lord, I thank you. Lord, for your presence in this place. And I thank you, Lord, for your grace. And I thank you for your mercy. Lord, right now I pray. Lord, I thank you that they would understand how big your love is. How big your grace is. Lord, right now we release that thing we've been holding on to. That thing that we thought was too big for you. Well, Lord, right now we release that. And Lord, I pray right now, Lord, I feel it in this place. Lord, the weights are being lifted. Grace is flowing. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at imonechurch.com. Thanks for listening and have a great week.